0: Gardiski, 3, 2, 1, stop! 100, 40, 30. Pour moi, je suis prêt à démarrer les moteurs.
1: Allons-y pour les moteurs. Allons-y pour les moteurs. Allons-y pour le 1. C'est OK pour le 1. Welcome to Airbus. Welcome to the We Make It Fly podcast
2: by Airbus. I'm Jeff Burridge. And I'm Martin Aguirre. In this series, we're bringing you the fascinating stories of the people that have played a part in making Airbus the extraordinary company that it is today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the
1: journey. We're at the 53rd Paris Air Show at Le Bourget, just on the outskirts of Paris, and I'm standing on the Airbus static stand. The Airbus Static is where we have some amazing products from military, from helicopters, from commercial, ones that are flying today, ones that are going to be flying in the future, like drones and vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. And behind me as well is the Airbus Pavilion where we have experience areas where we host our guests, our airlines, our partners. It's an amazing week here.
2: I work at Defence and Space and I'm always fascinated to be here at this air show because it's just a an enormous get-together and it shows the variety in the portfolio that we bring to our customers. If I look to the right here I see, painted in gray, the A330 MRTT which is actually the second aircraft that we will very soon deliver to the French Air Force. Uh, They're already very successfully operating one A330 MRTT, which is a refueling tanker aircraft. If I look further to the right, I'm seeing our Future Combat Air System Experience Center, where we bring to the people what it actually means when we talk about a system of systems for the sixth generation Future Combat Air System. But before any aircraft
1: reaches here, it's gone through an incredibly rigorous development process from concept,
2: through design and of course testing. Testing is of course the critical element to ensure that ideas become reality, as safety underpins everything that Airbus and other manufacturing do. Jeff, you've spoken to somebody who is central to the testing regime that we have put in place at Airbus. Let's hear the tape.
1: Here we are today, we're outside the flight test center, the Abavars is called locally, uh, where I'm Very pleased to have with me today Fernando Alonso, who is recently retired head of military aircraft from Spain. And for 32 years prior to that role, he was working here in the flight test center with the development aircraft and has seen many great things over those years. And I'm really looking forward to Fernando showing me around his world of flight tests and seeing just what it's like to be on that side of the the runway. Welcome, Fernando.
0: Let's go. Let's go.
1: So we're walking into the Abouvoir and we're looking at some great black and white images. We've got the Concorde and the A300B.
0: Fernando, you probably recognize some of those pilots. Yeah, of course. Uh, This is is the first flight crew of the uh, Concorde. and this is the first flight crew of uh, the first A300. The captain of the flight was uh, Max Fisch and Bernard Ziegler with the CAP. Bernard was the um, head of flight test when I was recruited, so Bernard recruited me. And uh, Bernard is, uh, for me, he's a hero. He's a myth of aviation. Uh, Thanks to his drive, uh, thanks to his vision, uh, the airplanes uh, that Airbus builds today are what they are. Fly-by-wire, non-coupled side sticks, uh, auto thrust all those are things that were driven by Bernard and I was honored uh, to be working for him uh, for many years and of course as I said at the beginning he was my hero.
1: And whilst we walk through the, up the stairs now, the Abbevoir has always been a bit of a strange um, name to me but I understood that many years ago when the building was first built it was in the middle of fields, it's just a square office building, but with the development aircraft at the time all pointing their noses into the building, it looked just like uh, horses feeding at the trough. And trough in French is abouvoir.
0: So, This used to be my office uh, for uh, a number of years. Probably the best office in the company.
1: You're looking. We're just to describe We're in the corner office. I can see I don't know thirty aircraft, maybe more, looking over the runway. It didn't always. It wasn't. Didn't start like this for you, always, I'm sure.
0: It wasn't always like that. In fact, I was not. Uh, I was. I was physically in this building. My office was in this building for 32 years. Uh, when I joined the company in '82, I was one floor down and 50 meters to the uh, right. I was a young engineer. Uh, serving uh, coffees and uh, making photocopies for the meetings uh, of my bosses, uh, who were at the same time my heroes. So um, I, was, I was very privileged. I'm not an example of mobility, uh, because I've been in this office all the time, but I have to say I've, I've, I've learned a lot, I've grown a lot, and uh, I have become a better engineer and a better person, I hope. Was Airbus always a company you wanted to work for? Absolutely yes. Did I ever imagine that when I joined this company uh, this company would be where it is today? I don't think so. What thrilled me about Airbus was two things. First, the idea of Europe that uh, Europeans decided to get together to build one single commercial airplane to compete about with, with other manufacturers and second, what seduced me also was a small company, a startup. My batch number was 450. Today, we're over 140,000 staff. So uh, we were a small bunch of people, a small bunch of friends. Everybody was doing everything. So yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a dream job and uh, it has been a dream job since.
1: Okay, so let's move now from here where, we, where some of your early days were spent, Fernando, to the engineering test center where the pre-development takes place. Okay, so we're now just in the reception area. I'm looking at a a mass of orange cables hanging down from the ceiling. Yeah. And around me we have some of the uh, test equipment, I guess uh, one of the first systems. And I'm looking at a wall with research, development, integration and certification on. So maybe you could explain some of that for us. Yeah,
0: I'm someone who believes in communication, uh, how important it is to make people understand uh, what we're doing and why we're doing it Uh, so we wanted in this entrance of this building we wanted already to set the tone as to what is being done in this building so here we're in the reception area we we, we took care of actually uh, the decoration look at those wires orange wires uh, hanging from the ceiling Uh, orange is the uh, is the color of uh, test equipment and here in this panel we explain the spread of the uh, testing activity that goes on in this organization. So, you see that we are getting involved, we got involved with research activities, so, testing new concepts, uh, moving forward in the development to testing virtual airplanes. As the development continues, we start producing real aircraft elements, which we put together in what we call an bird. And then of course, when the real airplane comes along, we uh, follow the testing of the airplane in real time through the telemetry station, which is also located in this, uh, in this building. So the purpose of this was to give a complete spread of all the activities that the uh, test and uh, evaluation team of Airbus gets involved in. This team, Was going to be behaving as the first customer of the airplane. Not we we would not wait until the customer, the first customer, would come and pick up the airplane. We would be actually behaving in a way that the customer would be behaving.
1: okay so we've come upstairs we're on the second floor we're just going to go through now and see where you worked fernando and uh, take us through that experience please
0: yeah i'm very very proud of this and uh, i'm happy to share it with you so we're going through some double green doors
1: and we're entering a huge white hall and i can see some four five Six black cockpits, just the top half of uh, cockpits and two or three big white round semicircular bowls, I would say, they look like. And there's a a buzz of electronics
0: in the background. So what are we looking at here, Fernando? Well, I missed you saying wow when you came in here because I think it's a wow building here. Um, I'm very proud of this building. Um, Here we grouped all the... um, Cockpits of all our airplanes. So you'll have cockpits of the A330 40, you have cockpits of the A320, of the A380, of the A350, and of the A400M. Uh, So these are the cockpits uh, through which we fly the simulators of all these different airplanes.
1: And where would you, when you were working here, where would you be sat? In one of the cockpits or around?
0: Yeah, I would be sitting uh, first in my office in the Abrovoir or in one of these cockpits. Uh, or traveling but yeah this would be this would be my playground and my work m- and my office both at the same time because uh, for me uh, work and fun was always together. Um, I, uh, uh, I Enjoyed what I did every single day that I did it uh, So for me coming to work uh, here or flying an airplane was uh, as much as fun as it was as a challenge so uh, it was uh, fantastic memories
1: Excellent. Okay, well let's go through to the next stage then to see what's behind these cockpits. Yep, let's do it. Right so walking through the corridors, it feels like many other offices. Yep. But, wow. As we turn the corner now and we come behind the cockpits, we're looking at this huge hangar aircraft hangar and it's just full of structure framework cabling so the the hangar i guess is the size of a very large football field it's just a a, a huge mass of metal structure and what does this represent fernando
0: so this is this is the this is the iron this specifically is the iron of the a350 we're talking about sizes the length of this building is the size of an a 350 so this is a complete replica of the hardware installed on the airplane
1: i mean it is simply incredible to think that you can be sat on the other side of this corridor yeah. with a computer yeah. and you're operating this huge system yeah. i mean it's, a, 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 it's amazing to see that
0: Sc- the scale is huge we, we've been doing we've been doing iron birds in in airbus uh, since day one we actually had an Ironbird. bird of, of the A300 and A310 way back. There's just so much that you need to understand of how the airplane behaves, and you cannot wait until you fly the airplane to, to learn about it. So that is why it was decided, we decided to create these iron birds and to, to beef them up in terms of capability so we could test as much as possible before the airplane flies. Testing is all about anticipation. If you wait until the very last minute to start testing, you will discover things which you will need to correct. So the sooner you have test means representative of the real behavior of the airplane, the sooner you can find things that don't work or you can find things that work but would be better if they work some other way. And then you can have the opportunity of correcting them before the airplane actually flies.
1: So let's now go and see the aircraft itself. So we're just now in the flight test hangar. We've just come across from where the Ironbird and simulators w- were. And I'm just looking through a, a hole. I can just see A350-900 uh, in front of me. And we're gonna go and have a look at that aircraft now and see if we can get on board.
0: Yeah, this is, uh, no matter how passionate I am about testing, about simulators, about Ironbirds. It's about this thing that I'm really passionate about. The real hardware, the real airplane wow look at yeah. it this is uh, a350 msn1 so uh you see the number 001 on the on the nose landing gear door uh this is the first uh airplane that we flew with uh i think it was tw- two thousand and fourteen uh, thir- and 14 or 13 something like that uh i did the first flight of this airplane uh an incredible moment um it's this that uh that uh, motivates me. It's this that makes my days. Uh, it's this that uh, the actual hardware that has made uh, my life in Airbus uh, such an incredible experience. Every day I would be uh, wanting to come to work, to fly on these things, to 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 go in the simulators, to test these things, um, and then of course what pleasure when you get the job done, and what pleasure and now that I travel the world around and I see these airplanes
1: you got great passion Fernando yeah. is that something that is in the team as well is it yeah. in in the flight test blood
0: yeah you cannot you cannot you cannot this you cannot do this job like any other job you, you need to have uh, there's a physical connection between you and the airplane there's a physical link between between your job and uh, and, and the airplane and it's uh, I cannot imagine this job without passion I I believe uh, all our team members are passionate about this to what level I don't know but I tell you I mean there's there's no way you could do this job without without passion. So, should we try going in? Let's try. Let's try. Be careful. Hold yourself to the handrail. Watch where you're stepping.
1: Okay, so we're going up the the stairs now. And it is so much bigger when you stand right next to it than you st- that when you're at the airport?
0: and There's so much that you don't see. I mean, here you just see an incredibly beautiful and elegant shape, yeah. but there's so much that goes into it in terms of the structure, the way the structure is designed, the way the, uh, the materials are used. Okay,
1: so you were flight test engineer on this aircraft, Fernando. Let's step on board and see
0: what yeah. it looks like now. I was, uh, I was part of the crew that took this airplane up for the first time, first time if, ever, if it ever flew first flight of an airplane is always a, a magic moment because that is when all the simulations, all the predictions, all the modeling is confronted with reality, the reality of flight. So uh, no matter how much pro- we have progressed on the simulation, on the modeling, there's still some unexpected things that may happen or that can happen.
1: We've just stepped on board and I'm looking at the inside shell of the 350-900. How can you describe this? It's full of instrumentation, cables, padding and insulation. If you imagine your car stripped out with the seats, stripped out with the liner of the doors and you've just got that shell, then this is the sort of thing you're looking at but a thousand times more complex with the orange flight test cabling alongside the aircraft cabling. Uh, grey flooring, no seats from what we can see just a few right at the back and a lot of instrumentation and it's another amazing sight uh, on this journey that we're having with Fernando today so tell us
0: what were you doing here Fernando? So this is the guy, the flight test engineer, he's the one who has defined the program he has briefed the pilot, we have gone through a simulator so the pilots are doing what needs to be done and there on the back we have all the capability to visualize all sorts of hundreds or thousands of parameters that are being recorded in these screens. And in these screens we can see all the parameters of the the aeroplane speed, the altitude, the internal temperatures, the flows, the pressures of the systems, all of that. So when the pilots, we go through our test plan, and as we're doing different maneuvers, we reconfigure the screens in order to be seeing the data of of what the aeroplane is giving us. So we can see whether the test is successful, whether it's not successful, whether the system is working as per design or it's not working as per design. So it gives us the uh, the ability to diagnose and to see uh, to see how the urban or the systems are behaving. So the
1: time you spent with us, Fernando, you've been very giving in your time today. And for me, this really culminates much of what you've been experienced and what you've gone through Uh, It's your baby in Mm. a way
0: yeah it's uh, it's my baby as i see as you as you saw my uh, my body language as i was coming up the stairs of this thing i uh, it's uh, i cannot avoid it uh, yeah it's, uh, this is part of me this this airplane is a part of me um, i've done i was been privileged to have done a number of first flights uh, during my career in airbus starting in 1994 with the a340-200 and then going on through the a380 and then finishing with uh, the a350 this one this specific a350 uh the the experience of a first flight is is a very unique experience um people have sometimes asked me the question how does it feel are you nervous are you not nervous um and what i've said is that the the uh the feeling my feeling uh of of being in a first flight has evolved with time as I, as i have been growing up in the company uh, as my responsibilities have been changing in the company uh i remember the first flight of the a 380 it was a fantastic uh, experience technical, extremely technical. This is the biggest aeroplane, commercial aeroplane built by man. Uh, We're going to be taking it off. Um, We made it a point that uh, that the takeoff weight would be highest than any other civil aeroplane has ever flown. So it was a very, very technical experience. When I travel these days uh, around the world and I see A350s or A380s in China or in Sydney or in uh, Santiago de Chile or in Dallas or whatever, I always feel it's a part of me. So there's a little part of me, very little part of me in each one of those aeroplanes.
1: Fernando, thank you very much for your time. It's been a fascinating personal experience for me to walk around and hear from you directly all the amazing stuff that's happening on the Flight Test Centre. Thank Thank you you
0: very much and uh, happy to share with you my passion. Uh, my admiration for the things that we do. I cannot believe that we build these things. And uh, the passion that I had in 1982 when I arrived, I think it is still intact. Uh, And every time I see uh, these airplanes, I have uh, goosebumps.
2: That was fascinating, Jeff. Fernando Alonso is known as one of the most natural leaders that we had at Airbus for many, many years. What strikes you the most when when thinking of that interview, when thinking about Fernando Alonso?
1: Well, I've had many great days in Airbus, Martin, but honestly, that's going to go down as one of my best days in the company because I had a personal tour of some of the best parts of the flight testing and commercial aircraft from Fernando, and it was a really special day. We saw some amazing things, you know, going from where he started all those years ago, seeing how he grew the engineering test center, how his baby, the A350, was really a result of the success that
2: he put in place. It was fantastic. Fernando was involved in the testing of pretty much every aircraft that Airbus ever produced. Did he reveal to you which one he liked best? He
1: loves the A350 but it's probably hard to get him to say which one is his favorite because I think everyone is special in its own way and we know when you're on the airport you're watching that flight test crew take off or land for the first time, the nerves in the crowd
2: are tangible. What it must be like for him and the crew that are flying that, I can't even imagine. It's hard to imagine for anybody who has not ever seen this. I've been, I've been present myself when uh, I think the A350 had its first flight, and it's amazing to see the enthusiasm, the passion of the people that are standing there at the side of the runway, seeing this aircraft take off, fly over before it lands, it's simply amazing. And to think of Knowing such people like Fernando that make this actually happen is tremendous. So, Jeff, is there anything that um, didn't make it into the final cut but that you want to tell us about? Yeah, I mean, when we went
1: to the Iron Bird and we saw the simulators, I described um, the black cabins that we could see in this huge hall, very impressive. Well, behind those black cabins are the real simulators. You walk from what looks like a NASA Space Center type uh, IT setup and you just walk into the cabin of an A350, for example. And we walked on, we carried on our talking whilst the crews were testing. They came through on a simulated landing into Toulouse. The cockpit was was tilting to one side and then we could just get off and walk out again. It's quite amazing. And let's remember that today, that day that I spoke to him, we were only talking about his time in commercial aircraft. He's got many other chapters and I hope we get the chance to go back and carry that story on with him another time.
2: Absolutely, that's something we definitely need to do. I mean, he has had, he culminated his career at Airbus Defence and Space. uh, And uh, yep, that's something I'm looking forward to. I hope we can realize it. That concludes this edition of We Make It Fly. If you've enjoyed this podcast, like and review it on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us all on social media. Simply use the hashtag WeMakeItFly to get in touch with us. Give us your feedback, whether it's good or bad, We don't care. We want to know what you think. This program was made by Earshot Strategies. Executive producer is Richard Myron and other production undertaken by Anouk Mieh. I'm Martin Aguera and I was joined by Jeff Burge. Thanks for listening and until next time.